Welcome to The Future Starts With You, where we explore career readiness initiatives with the people doing the real work in the field, from the classroom to administrators, industry, and beyond. I'm Jewel Alderson, and our work at the San Diego County Office of Education is focused on ensuring all students have a future without boundaries. We're excited to have you with us today, because like the title says, the future starts with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of season one of The Future Starts With You. I am so excited to be here today with my producer and today kind of co-host, Gabe Diaz. Welcome, Gabe. Thank you for having me, Jewel. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And uh, luckily, uh, here we are. It's, it's May because May is kind of the end, the finale uh, of this podcast. And we happen to be recording on one of my favorite days of the year uh, is a geeky holiday of May the 4th. And uh, so we've been... Um, kind of laughing about uh, how geekdom does influence our learning and our work. And I think uh, as we get into this podcast, our finale for the year, you'll hear some of the future things that we have in store. But I also think about Star Wars as we're looking into kind of an alternative future world, right? Uh, and so just thinking about what's the Star Wars version of what we do? What do you think, Gabe? Oh, man. Could we put a makerspace on a starship? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. It's it's interesting in that, like, the Star Wars, Star Trek kind of difference in that, like, Star Wars doesn't have the, like, matter makers, mm. which very much feels like the 3D printer kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Star Wars, it's interesting. I've been watching, like, the movies again and playing some of the games. It kind of has started to have that same feel that, uh, feel that like, the Aliens movies did mm. of, like, this alternate version of future. Because if you look at it, everything yep. still feels very, like, the binoculars that can see really far but are still in, like, scanning mode yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like a broken CRT. It's almost <laughs> like every planet has its own kind of timeline where it probably entered the universe. And so many of them are still at the Earth-level technology <laughs> or, you know, the 80s-level technology of Earth. Um, but as we kind of get into today, I think you know, being thoughtful about how are we preparing our students for that Star Wars universe or whatever it is to come because uh, so many of the things that we see today feel like they are straight out of sci-fi, but in reality, they are actually uh, what we are uh, sending our students to as careers in only a few years from now. Yeah, I think the, the one that always throws me off is the AI. Like, that's one of those things where for my generation, you look at it and you're like, this is, this is magic. This is insane. Like, how can it, it do all this? And then sometimes we'll show students like, um, chat GTP and mm -hmm. you'll just watch them be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's not surprising to them. They're just fully able to be like, yeah, that makes sense. I have a frame of reference for this. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to be the chat GPT generation. Whereas, you know, I came from the, uh, kind of first generation that grew up with the internet. And, uh, you know, so I can onboard with anything that's cyber related very quickly and they're gonna jump right into that AI. Well, I kinda wonder if like the students probably in like that middle school age, by the time they're in like career um, age, it's gonna be just not that much different than like, do you have Excel, uh, Excel like skills? Do you have AI skills? Oh, like absolutely. it's gonna be that same level. Absolutely. So. Uh, so we've got a lot of fun things ahead, uh, but while we are here, since this is the finale, we kind of wanted to start by looking back uh, and thinking about our first season. Uh, how many episodes in are we, Gabe? This episode and releases will be number 15. Wow. I am so just 
thrilled that we've got 15 episodes in and I think uh, this one will probably get us over the 600 listens line so, so pass it along get some more listeners um, and and we are really hope that that this helped um, meet the needs of folks who just it's hard to get out of the classroom it's hard to get out of your office um, and so if we can go into new spaces and get a look at what's happening in career readiness and bring it to you in a quick podcast, then, you know, I, I'm hopeful that this year that has been uh, something that you've enjoyed. But it kind of started uh, started out on a crazy day. So, Gabe, <laughs> as we were talking about what our favorite episodes were, you mentioned our epic day in Grossmont at the Grossmont yeah. Union High School District at a few different places. Uh, what made that such an epic day for you in our podcast journey? I think for me, and, I, you know, I always like the idea of, sharing from like learning or from like moments of like weakness that you might have or, or failure. We had four podcasts scheduled that day. I had spent the entire two days prior making sure that everything was like set up on the computer. I was running it off of two little blue Yeti snowball recorders and I had like found a way to like have both of them pick up recording. I was like, this is going to be great. We get out to Grossmont. None of that's working. None of it's going correctly. <laughs> we have, um, I think Nicole's friend, we were about to start talking and I'm like, just give me a moment. I'm sorry, there's background noise. I'm trying to like quickly analyze the situation and work with it. I know. I think I pulled out my hotspot because that's a district where it's really hard to get online. And so you're trying to download new ideas and new programs uh, in order to just make it work in the moment. And it it was one of those things where the minute I was just like, we'll record it and I will fix it later, everything went smooth from there. And so it was, we were, yeah, we recorded four. Uh, Nicole's I thought was great like just what she had worked on what she was doing and that was one of our first experiences and we got this a lot in the podcast of people being like I've not been on a podcast I'm not sure if I'll sound great there was a lot of like self-worry from Mm -hmm. our guests Mm -hmm. and the minute they got on you know they're teachers they're used to performing in front of a lot of people we can talk as long as we are allowed to talk (laughs) absolutely and so everyone we interviewed just had such a a charisma and a like presence, I think that yes. I was like, all of you could have your own podcast and it would be fun to listen to. Absolutely. I know. I think that was a, that was a great day. We also kind of reframed some of the way that we were doing the podcast. And, you know, I think that day also makes me think about how we prepare students for, you know, just the unknown for the unexpected. And I think every person's classroom has that on a daily basis where the thing that we planned didn't go quite as planned. And, um, and so nothing goes perfect the first time. No, but I think it's really important for our students to know that's normal and that's okay. And that's acceptable. And, um, you know, I, no, I think back to this one lab I did that all, none of the results matched anything I had predicted. And I just came to the students and said, well, we're going to scrap that one. We're all going to use this as a learning experience and we're going to try to do something different. Uh, and I think it's okay for us to be vulnerable with our students, to be vulnerable in those environments. Just, just show them, Hey, when something comes your way and it's a curveball." you are still able to hit it out of the park. You just might have to take a step to one side or the other. Yeah. Well, I mean, to keep it that analogy, it's like sometimes you take a strike or two before you get a hit. Like, it happens. And something with CTE teachers, like, you want to do that 3D print that fails the first couple times, and you have mm-hmm. to figure out what's not connecting or mm-hmm. where did, was your math wrong on something. or You know, it, it's so important to the learning process because if it goes right and you don't know why it went right, you didn't really learn anything. Absolutely. Well, I think the other thing I really like is that we've really gotten a scope of a variety of different 
sites, roles, stakeholder groups. Uh, I remember being up at Ranch Minerva Middle School in Vista USD and getting to talk to their principal, Christina DeSanto, and uh, one of their teachers, Joanna Murray, and not only talk to them about the amazing programs they have in creating a middle school wheel, but also getting to watch kids engaged in that work. Um, being in that space, seeing all of their equipment that they've invested a lot of grant funds in, actually implemented with students. And uh, in my role, I'm usually I might be working with an administrator who's working with a teacher who's working with a student. And so um, getting to go out and watch students actually learn and build skills is um, a really exciting day for me. Absolutely. I, it was really interesting to see the way that every student was kind of in a pod working on, I can't remember on the podcast, I think it was like 16 different um, Paxson Patterson models they uh -huh. had. And yeah, the soundness of a structure and like, would it be able to deal with shakes or pressure and things like that? And that I think she was doing like a week or two weeks on each like pod that they would cycle through. And so it was just like going in there and the kids all like immediately getting to their seats, being kind of engaged, asking questions and still having that group work approach where you're like, okay, you're seeming to like clomp onto this a little better than I can. Like, here's my question. Like um, we were only there for what, like 15, 20 minutes and mm -hmm. still that all happened in that time frame. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, and then uh, we also got to see Oceanside High School. We talked to a couple of teachers there, and um, I, you know, one of the fun things this year has been talking to some new teachers who yeah. are straight out of industry, who have really fresh experiences, who are like, okay, and now I'm in a classroom, and what does this look like, and how do I help students really compete? Um, you know, Ryan Parks, who's their um, arts, media, entertainment teacher there, uh, he came to the classroom because he's he's actually in the industry and was like, how do I hire people? There's no one to hire. And so like, that's a really meaningful move to say, wow, I would switch. And some of the things he did during COVID made it easier for him to kind of look for, a, for a new career path at the moment, but to identify the needs in that industry and to jump straight into a high school where you can fill those needs. I honestly think if I was to recommend only one episode for someone to listen to, the Ryan Parks one would probably be it just because hearing that level of like his story and getting there and sort of his natural talent to be teaching people anyways, like he was already doing that in the job when he was doing editing and working on the videos, but then how that translated, but also in the way that when we were there, he connected with his students, there was very much this sort of interaction that sh like he gave them a certain onus to the projects they were working mm -hmm. on and facilitated kind of just like we're working on this like a studio or like a group of people. And I really liked when we talked to people and they had that. To dovetail back a bit when we were at Grossmont and we talked to Vinny Facile, mm -hmm. his was like that because he was running his auto one like a shop. And it was like, you're getting hired into my shop. I expect you to work a certain way. And, and if I will... you don't, you get fired. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a and pink you have slip. to do some really specific <laughs> things to get quote unquote hired back on and get to re-enter the, the shop. Yeah, and I just, I was like, this is amazing. And just that was maybe one of the funnest days of recording because we talked to him and we mm -hmm. also talked to Randy slash George. The <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And like there was that, you know, we're talking to people who are in it and then just there was that excitement. And he was talking about the woodworking and the challenges and the like the teams that were going on with it. Do you remember like how fun that was? Oh, yeah. And he was literally a high school CTE student who was like, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be the CTE teacher. 
uh, of this program. And he sure enough, you know, went out into industry for a while and then came back and became the wood shop teacher there at Oceanside High and is just excited to be there. Absolutely. Well, and we didn't stick with the classroom. I think, uh, what was your favorite episode then? My favorite episode, like all around, was probably the talking with Sean Kane at Make Tree. Yeah. Like, that was the one where, I mean, you know, it sounds self-aggrandizing because it's the one I'm on as a guest as well. Well, I mean, that's all right. If your favorite one is the one where you really got to, to talk and, and share your story. But having, like, worked with Sean a bit before going out to Make Tree and, like, doing different events, like, I just love going out there and talking with someone who's, like, in that world. And, like, it's really cool to show that one to students because of the way that it shows like a business model forming out of what is effectively just CTE work, like the makerspace environment. Mm -hmm. And this whole, like their career is helping facilitate other smaller businesses do that. Yeah. And really launch entrepreneurs and give them the resources that a larger company usually has access to, but an entrepreneur does not. And also like, that was the one where we started talking about like Lord of the Rings and kind of geeked out a bit and like sword forging and stuff. We were like, <laughs> I would love to just have a podcast or a class where like, we're going to show you how to forge it. Like sting, like those super interesting, like it's nerdy, but you just get into it. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Uh, I'm definitely uh, excited. Anytime we can engage in geekdom at the same time as education, because it not only engages us, but it engages our students in an interesting way. And it, you know, brings a lot to life. I, I will say kind of to run off of that, something you've mentioned a bunch in the podcast and I agree with, and this ties into is that there's that, Hey, you were bad at math. So we're going to make you do a bunch more math. Like yeah. there's that kind of feeling of like, is this the right approach? And when you have that geekdom lean in, you kind of get to come at it from like the left and really enjoy like, okay, you're glomping onto this. How do we give you the measurements of making sting, uh, sting? Like how do we look at what the surface area is and like how would you model that? Like you're starting to able to come from a place of enjoyment to then teach those ideas. Absolutely. Now the podcast isn't the only thing we've accomplished this year. Uh, we've accomplished a few things. Some of my favorite things that I have done in the last year is probably these, uh, I, I hosted the Career Ready Road Trip. Uh, we did site tours out to a number of different locations. We did some middle and high school combo tours. Um, and then one of my favorite things was uh, a couple weeks ago, we were at Carlsbad High School and we, um, we went to their high school and their middle school and we were in the in one of the woodshop programs and lo and behold there's this wooden square that has um some electrical and some plumbing work in it and i was like wait a minute i've seen that before and sure enough one of our first tours was at north county trade tech high which is an alternative school up in north north county in vista um and they had shared with us that very project and it inspired this school to implement it. And we saw it in less than a year uh, actually in use. And so um, having these groups of people come out and see what's happening in schools and then actually taking that and implementing it is just, it gives me goosebumps uh, as a geeky professional development nerd uh, to watch that actually happen. Yeah, I, the professional development part of that is also something I really enjoyed in the highlight, which was this year I really got to meet and speak with a ton of teachers 
who were CTE or makerspace or kind of just in that field of covering a lot of different things and like go out and like help them repair a busted DaVinci printer or a, like a Lulzbot printer and like go audit a site or help them figure out like the next steps they might take. Like that level of PD for me where it was like hands-on, let's go talk, what are your needs? Like, let's make this better, super enjoyable. And then kind of in keeping with the podcast level, I really enjoyed getting to start running a podcast program for our students mm. and like really giving them the chance to have their voice out because we kept it structured enough where I show them like how to podcast, how to record and how to edit. But I was like, script out what you want to talk about. Do you want yep. to get into like the really nitty gritty about something or do you want to just talk about drama at your school? And <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I would, I had students who got into like true crime yeah. and they wanted to talk about like true crime. And I was like, all right, this is fascinating. And then they came up with the idea at the end that they were going to be the ones from inside of it talking Ooh. like from like from a personal experience. I was like, that's fascinating. Like, go for that. Yeah. I had a lot of students really got to like sports, but they, it was funny to see that as they were like, oh, I really like sports and I like, you know, LeBron James or I like basketball and like this. But then they'd start being like, that's not enough to talk about. So they'd start researching and figure out like the nitty gritty and like they'd be arguing their points about why this per player might be better than the other. And just seeing that like that flow state too that some students would come into. Um, I loved finding the students who were the editors Mm -hmm. who they'd sit there and you'd see them just like trimming a file and trying to make it clean and try to clean up audio and try to get rid of background noise and enter that flow state that people get into when they're doing like art or crafts or a hobby yep. was just like as a CTE educator was a moment where I'm like, I'm doing something right. Cause this is fun. <laughs> and like they're, they're engaged in such a like meaningful way. Absolutely. And uh, it's really exciting because you'll continue to do work with students in podcasting. And so I think next year we will feature a podcast where we have some student snippets, some uh, highlights of students and their podcasts that they've made. Uh, and so that's a good transition into thinking about next year because this po podcast is not called The Past Starts With This Podcast. It, it's called <laughs> The Future Starts With You. Uh, and so let's talk about what we're looking forward to. Uh, first of all, summer is upon us. We're finaleing today on this podcast because we know everyone else has exciting things to do. Um, and while you should definitely do that self-care thing and go enjoy the world, um, we also have some great opportunities uh, on our own team and out in our region that we think some of you might be excited to check out. Uh, so this summer we have a couple of really specific um, workshops, and we'll put the link to our professional learning page um, in the show notes. So check that out, or you can go to sdcoe.net slash CTE, and that will redirect you, and you can click on our professional learning there. Um, but the reality is um, we have three kind of focus areas for our professional learning. One is around work-based learning, and that's incorporating industry into the classroom. So, you know, that make jury, I don't know, Gabe, how, how much do you see industry interacting with students? <laughs> Constantly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's a, a pretty, pretty paramount, like pretty frequent. Yes, but it's hard if you're a classroom teacher and all you do all day long is try to figure out how to um, bring industry in, but you don't have time, it's extra work. So actually there's a local grant that is going to give up to $3,000 in stipends if you kind of enter this group where you come for two days of learning this summer and you get $1,000 for that. And then you do some work-based learning in invite industry, go out to industry this fall, you get another $1,000 for just telling us you did it. And then uh, again in the spring. And so that's coming up uh, in June. Uh, and we also have a great, uh, workshop for tracking and reporting work-based learning that some administrators might be interested in. That sounds excellent. 
Uh, and then the other area, there's another area, which is middle school. Now, Gabe, how much do you work with middle school? Uh, it, technically, that's prim my primary focus as the middle school STEAM lab coordinator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we have to have a STEAM lab here because a lot of middle schoolers are kind of, they may or may not have those programs. And if they do, we really want to help them really uh, improve on those. So we'll be doing some workshops this summer around curriculum and program development for middle schools. And I would say any teacher that's interested but maybe isn't already in that position or that field, please come and check that out because mm -hmm. so many school sites we go to end up having like a, a middle school or a STEAM lab in general that's kind of just not being utilized. Yep. And it's because they had a champion teacher who maybe like went somewhere else. And you could always be that person to step in there and have all that already set up for you. You just, all you need is the skill set to like, how do I turn this thing on? How do I run it? How do yep. I get going with it? Well, we have on June 21st, our middle school career ready curriculum workshop. So anyone at a middle school who wants to talk about that curriculum piece, how are we doing this in person? Come on down and hang out. Now, Gabe, ask me what I'm most excited for this summer. All right. So I got a question for you, Jewel. What are you most excited about for this summer? Project-based learning <laughs> at the Comic-Con Museum. Did I mention that we're theming this finale around <laughs> geekdom? Well, I work a lot with the Comic-Con Museum, uh, and so I was able to get their space for our project-based learning institutes. We will have two institutes. One is at the end of June, and one is at the beginning of August. Three-day opportunity for you to come in alone or with your team, come up with a project, work through your project, work through all the different parameters so that you are ready to really incorporate project-based learning into your classroom. And where is a more exciting spot than in Balboa Park at the Comic-Con Museum to actually have this workshop? Uh, and so uh, luckily, all of the things I talked about are actually funded by a educator effectiveness grant. And so if you are a San Diego County educator, you can join in any of these at no cost. Uh, and so this is kind of sounding like a commercial now, but maybe because it kind of is, um, <laughs> check out the link in our show notes. Come uh, join us for some uh, professional learning this summer. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll be able to launch from there. Uh, I'm also excited about some stuff that some partners have that I'm not in charge of. So one is the AME Institute in Burbank in June 20th through the 23rd. If you're an arts, media, entertainment teacher, this is a do not miss. They'll be out in industry uh, doing a bunch of things. Um, and then we are likely going to be podcasting, but it's not official because we haven't the, all of the things are due tomorrow and they don't announce it until a few weeks before. Um, but the hope is that this podcast might be part of a lineup at the podcast stage this summer at Comic-Con. I know. That's so exciting. I okay. hope it happens. When was the last time you were at Comic-Con, Gabe? I've never been to Comic-Con. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, then I'm excited. I, I grew keep... up just a little too far away from it. The closest I've been was I did WonderCon a few years back and had an absolute blast, but I just never was able to get to Comic-Con. WonderCon is also operated by the same people who run Comic-Con San Diego, uh, and it's a nice, more subdued environment where you can go and just really enjoy all of the cosplay and all of the panels and all the shopping. But San Diego gets completely turned into something different when Comic-Con International comes into town. And uh, I also run the Comic-Con Educator Book Club, so I get a panel for that every year. I'll be working on some things with the Comic-Con Museum for one of the panels, uh, something with the 
Kumeyaay visual storytelling project that I'm part of uh, that I'll be paneling hopefully about. And then ultimately, though, I'm really excited to have an episode of this podcast may actually be able to be recorded at Comic-Con this summer. And a little special episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we might be kicking off next season with uh, a geeky episode or giving you a, a summer um, intercession episode from uh, from Comic-Con. But um, the cool thing is, I don't know if you know this, but all K-12 teachers uh, and librarians out in t- education or not um, are eligible to be considered professionals when it comes to Comic-Con professionals get a complimentary badge to the show. Now, you might be listening and going like, ooh, I want to go this summer. Sorry, it is too late. That (laughs) deadline passed. But if you submit all the pro badge information by this September, then you will be able to go to Comic-Con next year at no cost. Now, the cool other thing, though, is there are a whole bunch of educator panels that happen at the downtown library that educators can go to without a full badge. And so I have been to one of those before a few years back. Excellent. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, getting downtown just is is a lot of fun during that time. Um, But I'm looking forward to uh, geeking out uh, (laughs) downtown and like the education geek meets my inner geek in in that whole rigmarole i came to the like i I went to the educator one because i used to work in libraries for about Mm -hmm. 15 some odd years and that's where we first started kind of getting into like 3d printing and some of that stuff and we used to have people come into the library i worked at and print out stuff for their costumes including a wonder woman who had done like the belt and her um they're not braces what are they called the Bracers? Bracers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she'd printed those out and sanded them down and came back and showed us like the in color, like painted one. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of making in the cosplay community. And that's one of the things that uh, we see that could be some opportunities for learning at the Comic Con Museum. But maybe we'll see some of that here in our building as well. I hope so. Because there's a, a part of me that really someday wants to be one of the cosplay medics. Oh, yeah. That's I, fun. I, I have definitely I'll had to that. get like a. Um, safety pin or some glue. There's a few people who will walk around uh, Comic-Con and other similar cons uh, dressed as a cosplay medic. Yeah. And you just, they're super happy to help you when your cosplay begins to fall. Yeah, I just, I think that sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did also want to add for things I was looking forward to. Yes. So um, definitely the summer, we're going to have even more students on site here. We're going to be able to do more programs. We'll, you know, podcasting is one of them, uh, 3D printing. I'm really excited, too, because it looks like we'll be doing something with Arizona State University with the Compu Girls. Nice. And so they have a really great program with, like, cybersecurity and um, coding. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be helping them design out another curriculum for, like, a third option. So it's just really exciting to see, like, what that's growing out into. And part of the reason is, is the last couple events they did, probably 70, 80, 100 of the students that they had come to those programs were from local area of San Diego. So we know that there's a need there into showing like girls and like underserved populace coding and cybersecurity and just being aware of that. And it's been an absolute joy to teach and to like just run with. And so I'm really excited to see what it'll be like in summer and have kind of our first like in-person cohort instead of being Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah, that in-person just really makes a difference with student engagement and 
really being able to build those skills meaningfully. Coming up this fall, we'll have all kinds of new things. So first of all, if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love to interview you. Uh, We will have a full new season that launches this fall, and we are hoping to get into more classrooms, into more offices, into more counseling centers, uh, into more community areas. So if you are listening and you have a program, project, or just something you're passionate about that you want to speak on, let us know. Once again, I'm going to shoot you to the show notes where uh, there are some forms that you can fill out to be part of the podcast. Um, We also will have our Big Career Pathways Conference, our second in-person conference, our fourth annual conference, uh, will be this fall, either in September or October. Um, And if you have a preference on that or you want to see us do certain things this coming year, we actually have a professional learning survey and we would love to get your feedback on what would be the best way to meet your needs. Because you can hear our whole goal is to change what professional learning looks like. You don't need to get out of the classroom and have a sub and come and sit with us and have us tell you how to do your job better. Because the honest point of it is you probably know, but you haven't had the time, you haven't had the experiences, you haven't had the resources that you need to do that. And so the more we can do to shift professional learning to look more or sound more like a podcast, (laughs) like a site tour, like a uh, panel at Comic-Con, the better off you and your students might be. So please give us ideas, help us understand how to meet your needs as we are supporting the future. But the honest truth is the future starts with you. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you have questions about this episode, career readiness in general, or would be interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out the show notes. We would love to hear from you. The work you are doing makes a real impact. So keep up the good work until next time, because as you know, the future starts with you.